This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Time for a little crosstalk right across the tables on both sides tonight. Omar Khan, Public Affairs. With Hill Knowlton Strategies, I can only imagine how busy they are over there. And Jill Colton joins us, journalist, producer, and you can catch her on YouTube. Hey, guys. How you hey. Busy Anything day for ta- you? <laughs> busy 24 hours. It's been, a, it's been a hell of a news cycle in the last couple of weeks. But uh, I'll start with you, uh, Jill. I mean, look, politicians, Andrew Horvath, jumping all over this, said, you know, calling it disgusting, shocked. Does it concern you at all uh, that politicians are kind of coming out and, and, you know, we have to have a presumption of innocence in this country. I don't know if charges will be brought. I don't know if lines were crossed. They are allegations, serious concerns. But where has the presumption of innocence gone? That's a great question. I'm concerned about it as well, because now we're in a point where you can just throw out baseless allegations with not even a lot of evidence, and you can ruin somebody's reputation, you can ruin their lives, they can lose their job. So we've set a dangerous precedent where we use the media by trial, as opposed to actually having due process for people that have like allegations against them. Omar, I mean, politics has changed. I mean, the bottom line is, um, what someone did five, six years ago you might have been able to get away with oh, it. But, but Bill Clinton when, did. He couldn't get away with that Well, today at But all. he still does. He yeah, still does. The women maybe, aren't marching against him for whatever but reason. But I don't think a president today would be able to get away with that. And, and uh, that's, Trump, a, that's a change for the better. I mean, look, Trump, Trump has all sorts of these allegations as well against him. But certainly Bill Clinton, I mean, when the women do the women's march as they did last week, they aren't marching against Bill Clinton. It's just Donald Trump. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm. there seem to be different rules. But... Just from politics and running in politics, I think it's going to be very difficult to get good people running based on the fact that you you essentially have to be a, a I would say, I was going to say a priest, but even that I'm not sure would pass the, the, the smell test because you have to have a perfect background. And who does? Yeah, look, I don't, everybody's human and I don't think everybody, ha- I don't think anybody has a, has a completely squeaky clean, perfect background. But I just want to back up to the news events of last night and, and today. Um I actually think you got to look at each circumstance individually and you got to look at the credibility of any allegations. And let's be clear what came out last night and in the papers today against Patrick Brown are allegations. Uh, But to me, at least, given the contemporaneous um, social media texts that were accompanied by the allegations, given the fact that uh, both women spoke on record, although their names or their identities were protected, they seem at face value to be fairly credible allegations. And I think we should we should take a moment and actually applaud these two women for their okay. courage in coming out. Hold on. Also It's easy to, yeah. I'm gonna say this. You can say a lot when your face is blurred or you have a dark it is much easier to talk out when you're hiding behind it and you don't you can do it under anonymity. I mean you know, if you had to come forth and make these allegations with your face, I don't think we'd get a lot of allegations. Yeah, and look, it's a, it's a hard subject for me to speak to as as a male. Right. Um, you know, I can only imagine how difficult it is for people. Look, I've had folks today, liberals and conservatives, mm-hmm. former staffers, all women, um, tell me, some publicly, some have posted on Facebook, some told me privately, 
that they've been going through mental anguish because of the news from yesterday and today, because it brought up memories and experiences that they thought they had put behind them, but it turns out they hadn't. So look, it, like so I said, it's a difficult space? subject for me to, for me <laughs> to speak to, um, but I think we just, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that regardless of whether or not you believe the allegations, it was a very difficult thing to do for these two women coming forward. Jill? I mean, look, I hear that comment and look, <laughs> yeah. I, I just have a hard time. I, mean, I don't think there's a woman out there who hasn't had some kind of inappropriate incident. I, I wasn't reduced to tears when I heard this story. I've had lots of uncomfortable moments. I was not ever triggered by something. Mm-hmm. I did not feel like I had to go to my safe space or even my therapist. Absolutely. But, I I was, mean, but that doesn't mean I wasn't disturbed by what I heard. I, I totally agree with you, Alex. I've been in that position myself, of course. Uh, but the thing is that these women, I just... I don't know. I just think to myself in this particular situation that you they're just allegations and we have such a gray zone here. It's not so black and white. We have both male and female. We have different set of circumstances. You know, she says this, he says that. And then, you know, it just seems to a lot of it to fall on the male and then he gets fired. And I just think to myself... I don't I don't think it's fair like in a lot of cases I'm not saying I don't believe them I'm just saying we, I, I'm I think just it's hard to be a guy well, yeah well, exactly so one thing is clear so the the offering to buy alcohol or circumvent like underage drinking laws was pretty clear on okay, in the social okay, media posts okay. right? sorry 10 years ago uh, elected <laughs> member member of parliament Right. Th- that'll give you right, <clears throat> but it wouldn't be the first time a man has bought a woman at worst. Extre- extre- and, 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 and we have to factor in bad judgment. There are a lo- right? there are, well, sure, Sorry, okay. at best, at best, extremely bad judgment. But there are a lot of women, young. I, I did it as a kid, going into bars underage with my sister's fake ID. You tell them, yeah, I'm 19, whatever. Bottom line is, you're not always. I'm just saying, there's always two sides to it. So sure. I think, I think there are those who can say stuff, and I'm not diminishing the allegations. But again. It's a he said, she said, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's going to be any winners here. Um, but I'm going to ask you this, Jill. They got, they've got to rebuild this party. Mm-hmm. There is a chance now for the PCs to get a leader. Uh, they still have time if they can get their crap together uh, and unify. But they don't have a lot of time. And you know in this party, the base, certainly the social conservative side, they raise a lot of, of issues that are not necessarily – that are dealt with in the entire province. And so do you believe that they can get their their – Based together, they're unified based together and get behind this leader. I think a lot of people are actually thinking that this is the best thing that has happened to the party. A lot of people were not fans of Patrick Brown necessarily based on the carbon tax. He was anti M103 and then the unmasking bill in Quebec. Uh, so I think a lot of people, at least from my Twitter account, were cheering this uh, despite the allegation that's, you know, a different subject altogether. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I think it's going to be difficult because it is five months. Uh, it still gives them time well, to f- find out. Four a le- months until the campaign starts. Fair unless enough. She, unless and they, she pulls, she could pull the plug early, which would be. She said she won't, right? So she well, could, she says a lot of things and then she changes her mind. I mean, look, she, she has said many, many things. She said she wouldn't implement a carbon cap and trade. And then she did. She said she wouldn't raise minimum it, it wage. Would and she did. require a legislative so, change. Okay. But. But I think people, yeah, no, I, listen, I think that we, this is our chance to get somebody that can actually beat Kathleen Wynne. And I think that this is an awesome opportunity. And I think a lot of people are actually happy about it. And I do think we can organize and, and, and win. I'm hearing people are rallying around uh, Vic Fideli. Well, he's a big name, but yeah. there's a many names. I've, I've had sources tell me that there are many. I mean, the one thing is there are actually a lot of good people. There are some really good, strong candidates. You've got Carolyn Mulroney, who has huge name recognition. Lisa I'm McLeod. not. There's, uh, well, I'm not sure. She's a better pit bull than she is a leader. I think she's a good attacker. 
but Lisa Raitt's name's been floated. I think there are a few candidates that if, in fact, they were chosen, that Kathleen Wynne uh, would be extremely nervous about. John Barrett is said to, to be throwing his hat in, possibly John Tory. So there are big names. Rob Phillips. Can we Rob make Phillips, sure, though, yeah. that we actually get a conservative to run? Well, I think, look, I think I think you have to run some. From somewhere. my perspective, the more conservative, the better. Uh, hey, full listen, disclosure, I, I'm on, I'm I on the, want I'm on a the, more conservative for, candidate. Full disclosure, I'm on the Liberal Campaign Steering Committee. <laughs> yes, I know you but are. But I'm saying I think the worst thing that they could do is go more liberal. Well, I, I don't, don't think, think they're going to go more liberal. They do have, they have to have someone who's electable. They have to have somebody who can um, t- uh, reach out yeah. and, and get the female vote. They've got to be able to get business owners on their side. So they do have to, I think tweak that yeah. platform and they can't ignore their grassroots they cannot ignore the grassroots. they can't have the caucus anoint somebody without any grassroots process I, I think that would be the worst mistake they can make on your side of things omar i mean do you get the sense that 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 the liberals and i'll put andrea horvath i mean she's got to kind of get her own um house in order but do you get the sense that they'd be celebrating on a day like today uh, i don't Quietly? think today is a day to celebrate and i'm not just giving you the spin um i think today is a day to think about all survivors, whether or not these allegations are true, <laughs> tomorrow will be tomorrow Sorry. will be the, tomorrow will be the day to talk about political political violin. political fallout. Um, I think we should get Omar his own safe space. <laughs> Honestly, I thought this was my safe space. I, 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 it's a bit dramatic, no. Look, we've got to uh, remember look, all survivors. I, I mean, they, no one's that. been charged. They, so, I don't so, think they were. Look, they were out drinking. I, I'm, I'm a human being, and regardless Watch of what, what I think of Patrick Brown. Uh, it was painful for me to actually see of course what, it was. him go through what he went through last night. I have, I have close friends who work for him, a, yeah. as do you. Um, I don't think yesterday and today were a day to gloat. No. All right, we'll leave it there. We will come back and continue this discussion. I will uh, make sure that Omar's okay to continue. <laughs> 828 here. <laughs> Counterpoint continues here. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, 832, fun conversations always on the commercial breaks, none of which we will repeat. Never, ever. (laughs) That is Omar Khan, who joins me, and Jill Colton. All right, let's continue, Uh, because we just, you know, kind of touched upon this, uh, and I'll let you start on this, Omar. There were many in the base who just did not like uh, Brown and what he stood for and how he was going to run. And and I get it just from a purely strategic uh, game that you have to move a little bit more center in order to expand the vote. Because the bottom line is the unions will support Kathleen Wynne. They're an enormous voter base. And so for anyone else to possibly take uh, the liberals, you have to be able to expand the party. You need the female vote. Yeah, I I think you need the female vote. You need the um, new Canadian or new Ontarian vote. uh, And you need the urban vote. So, you know, one one of the unfortunate secrets of the demographic breakdown of the current legislature is that we as liberals, you know, uh, we, we have a majority government with very little support in rural and northern yeah. Ontario. Well, because you've ignored them. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have. You have let's be right honest. Well, I'm just saying, they've been ignored. They feel ignored. They've been ignored. Also, Anyone outside of the 416 feel very I'll, ignored. I'll also challenge the notion that uh, Patrick Brown moved the party to the left. Right? This what is the guy, he guy. This is a guy who's planning to cut, uh, promising to cut $12 billion out oh. of the budget, which is like ludicrous. Anyone who's worked in government knows that... Even if you say you're going to ring fence health and education, which you didn't, but let's let's give him that benefit of the doubt. That's massive cuts to social services, oh, to environmental protection. You could cut twelve point. billion it's, of, it's of waste. Okay. You know it, and okay. I know it. There's a lot of waste at the at the okay. government level. So health yeah. is forty three percent of the budget, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, which you guys have done no investment in. Uh, which Certainly we, no mental health <laughs> programs. Well, look, let's not okay. batter, battle let's, ta- but talking we'll talk points, about that but next week. Look, when it comes to conservatives, they felt he had moved further to, to the left, at too far yeah. to the left. So leadership is, is, is always a balance between taking care of your base, but also expanding your appeal to voters uh, in the center uh, to the point where you, where you have enough support to win a majority government. Historically, liberals have been very good at that in recent elections. Uh, but if you if you go back to the Bill Davis era of the 1970s and 1980s, that's really what formed the backbone of his uh, of his of his you know the big blue machine at the time. There's several majority and some minority governments. Um, so it's a challenge. The problem I think with the with the with the PC base uh, or the PC party is that the base has gone so far to the right. What kinda are like, you well, talking? Kind of like what we're seeing in the U.S. Where oh. the base is so <laughs> no, far, no, so far outside of the mainstream that's because, that it makes it difficult okay, no. for any leader no, 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 who tries no, no. to I'm calling you left. on your BS. That no. is absolutely it's nonsense. I, no, no, no. no. They, they, look, look at if the party anything, proposals, the left has gone extremely left. So the policy proposals from the last few elections, calling people foreign workers, promising to fire 100,000 people, oh, you're running right, ads you're, against foreigners. Omar, the election is in 2018. You're, you're running the last election. That is I'm absolute nonsense. You, I have met almost every candidate in that party. Those were all policies aimed at... At the base, and it, it's tough because they got to keep the base happy, but that ends up alienating the middle. So it's it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy solution for the PCs. Oh boy, are we really going to pretend that Kathleen Wynne isn't radical? Like she's way to the left. I would say she that way to the left of you. No, no, no. But she, she's the left. Are actually and we're very up. popular. No. Minimum wage has a support of seventy percent of Ontarians. Pharmacare for youth has a support of over 60% of Ontarians. But the leader has no support. Okay, but we're talking about policies right now. Well, yeah, but the leader's <laughs> got to take those policies. And, and she, but, but let's be honest, while she, she introduced the, the minimum government. wage, well, she did three years ago yeah. because people were willing to give a new leader, new face, a, a shot. But, but while those policies are popular with low-income voters, they are not popular with the upper part of her base, which have, the, she's lost 10% support of those between eighty dollars to $100,000. So, you know. In one poll, that's true. That's in one poll. <laughs> You're so good at your job. But <laughs> the interesting thing is, uh, so let's talk about the left. Because what does Andrea Horvath do? She has really struggled to get any kind of bump. She hasn't des- defined herself. She does have an opportunity now, but I'm not sure she can actually, um, you know, take advantage of the opening she's got now, Jill. Yeah, she does have an opening, absolutely. But I really can't differentiate her and policy from the liberals at this point. Kathleen Wynne and her seem the exact same to me. So I really think that this is a great shot, even though we need to get a leader for the conservatives to win. This is definitely a winnable election for the CPC. There's no doubt about it. I, At this point in time, I'm just like a tomato can could run against <laughs> Kathleen Wynne and win. That's yeah, how I feel. that's what they said the last three elections too, right? And then... At the end of the day, what happens in, in Ontario politics is because most most Ontarians don't actually pay attention to provincial politics. Until, I think they are today. Until they are today, <laughs> but until until the campaign actually coalesces in in, in after the writ drops. Uh, but when the choice becomes clear for Ontarians between a fairly right wing Tea Party led agenda oh, tea party. And, a, and, a, and a progressive <laughs> and a progressive alternative, wow, Omar, uh, the, the majority of voters tend to coalesce against uh, around drinking. around yeah. the progressive alternative. Well, look, history. I love his, you, but history has proven me tea correct. Party? Are you out of your the mind? Last, uh, did, did, well, did Tim Hudak go or not go to meet Grover Norquist before the last election? Of course he did. Oh my God, we're not. We're, you're running the wrong election. We're running, I'm just giving a history yeah, lesson. No, no, here. no, no. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit about stories because there's no question in this business. We have all, you have heard stories. I have heard stories. And 
they're quite salacious. It does not mean we go to air with them. It, it, it does not mean they automatically get broadcast. But we've all heard stories. And then you'll hear some people say, well, why didn't it ever get reported? Why are we hearing it about it just now? But the bottom line is just because you hear it does not make it a truth. I, I, and that, I say that yeah. bipartisan. There are that, stories that on all correct. sides. Um, you, you know, I think most credible media outlets won't run a story, especially a story like the one we saw last night on CTV, without at least three independent um, verifications or, or, or corroborating evidence uh, from three separate independent sources. I think we, a lot of us political nerds walk, grew up watching All the President's Men. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't run the Watergate story until they had three independent sources. But news um, has changed. I mean, news yeah. has we are, changed. We are, we, news has really and in changed. The, especially in the era of, of, of online and, you know, yeah. quote unquote fake news. I think it's, it's incumbent upon citizens to, to question, perhaps more than we did before. Uh, yeah, and I think this is a good reminder uh, that we have to get back to that, even more so now. Because I think the pendulum, pendulum uh, Jill, has swung now to the point where if we are going to bring down and destroy careers, as we have seen over the last six months of just kind of man after man after man being brought down, just on allegations, none tested in court, mm-hmm. um, I think we have to, more so than ever before, make sure that we get it right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But at this point in time, I mean, it just seems... If I'm a man, I'm scared for my job, and it shouldn't be that way. This is unfortunate. But the thing is, you know, we've overturned the stone potentially now on Patrick Brown. But what are we looking at for the liberals, Well, right? look, I mean, we had a high-profile minister today. It's Resigned kind of not gotten any airtime, but Kent uh, Air, the, the Resigned MP, pending investigation. Yeah, he had to resign Resigned because of cabinet. sexual pending, allegations. Pending, that pending investigation. It yeah. is, yeah. but he had to resign because... These allegations date back again a few years where apparently he said a comment about a staff worker calling, oh, don't you look juicy today, which, okay, <laughs> not not really appropriate, but. Is it a fireable <laughs> offense? I, I, you know, I would say probably not, in my opinion. But again, career done. Look, not, I, not that I, he, I, had, I, uh, he had had some problems you know, in headlines before. Even look, I, when I was a chief of staff, I'd heard uh, reports of. You know, elected officials staring down some of the more attractive members of of of, of my staff, um, and it's something that you know. It's it, something it, that happens every second of the day. But it's not acceptable, is my point. It, it, you, you ever walk by a construction site? You ever walk down the street? I mean, if you if you go out looking, nobody's great, ever whistled at me. Well, you know what? You look great. You <laughs> Thank offended? you very much. But it I'm is saying. kind of weird that I haven't heard any sexual harassment allegations from women to men. Because sure. we know that's happening as well. I'm sure it is. Of course it is. Right. It's just life. But Fair enough. I don't want that kind of society where now men are terrified to be around women. I agree. I just don't want that kind of society. And I don't want a society where the women that should be heard are drowned out because we have a lot of hypersensitivity. I mean, that's important, is not silencing the voices of those who truly are uh, to be believed. Because while I believe all women should be heard, 100%, not all are to be believed. That's right. We yep. and we also know that we have smear tactics in politics in which they throw everything in the kitchen sink at candidates, including sexual harassment allegations. I mean, this is, you know, par for the course a lot of the time. It doesn't yeah. mean that the allegations are true. They're okay. just used in the court of public opinion to get rid of candidates. The good, the good news That's about the allegations, and again, let's be clear, their allegations from last night is that they're all on the CTV website. So listeners can go and check it out for themselves and make their own mind up. Yeah. Okay, guys. Interesting chat. Thank you for coming in. Omar Khan joining us today. Jill Colton also joining us.